You're listening to the Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. Thank you, Kansas City. We did it, baby. What's up, Chiefs fans? I don't know about you. I don't know about Marcus. Well, I, I do know about Marcus, actually. We're ready for some divisional round football. It's been nearly three weeks since the Chiefs have played. Well, since the starters have played, I should say. We're ready to take it to the Browns. Drop the Browns off of the Super Bowl, whatever cliche you want to use. Jordan Anderson, Marcus Baker, it's the nosebleed seats. Marcus, you ready to play some football? Well, in terms of dropping the Browns at the Super Bowl, we're going to drop them to watch. Let's be clear. They're going to be watching the Chiefs versus whoever comes out of the NFC, hopefully. Um, <laughs> yeah, there we go. We'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Um, I don't know. I'm excited. I think I'm less worried than some. I think there's a lot of people right now that are a little bit scared. I don't think necessarily this is a team to be scared of as as long as we play our game. If we if we show up and we're sluggish and we start slow like we saw last year throughout the playoffs, it's not going to be the re- best recipe for the Chiefs to succeed as a whole, but hopefully we can get some guys like Clyde back. Uh, we're looking to see Hitchens back. But on the other hand, we've also got quite a few injuries, which you'll probably touch on here in a moment, but – um, I just I think overall it's going to come down to the Browns have the ability to score, and this is a Baker Mayfield game, in my opinion. If he can step up and run toe-to-toe with Mahomes, I think they've got a shot. But if he's not up for that task, I don't think there's much that the Browns can do to stop this team, let alone score with them. So I'm excited, a little bit nervous, just the playoff jitters, like always. Us being Chiefs fans, we've had some torment pre-Patrick Mahomes, so – I've always got a pit in my stomach, stomach ache leading up to the first week of the playoffs, but it'll be nice to see the starters out there again, get a couple guys, like I said, like Hitchens back. Um, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to end up seeing Swartz. I was hoping or optimistic that we'd see him in the playoffs, but maybe the coaching staff isn't that scared of this team, and maybe they think that another week of rest he'll come back. But then again, we may not see him again. And I just hope that isn't the case because I'm worried if we don't see him again, it probably means retirement's on the horizon for him. Good for him that he's got his cooking stuff going and he looks like he might have a path after after football. But that's the last thing I want to see from our best offensive lineman. So that's that's pretty much the opening statements for me. Sorry, it was about two and a half minutes long. But, um, <laughs> yeah, a lot on the mind. Nervous for sure, like I said, and just excited. Ready for the 16,000 in Arrowhead to – hopefully make the ground shake and bring the Arrowhead playoff environment to Kansas City the best they can on Sunday. And if there's anything we know about Arrowhead, it's that the fans are going to bring it. No matter if there's two fans in there, 16,000, 76,000, 82,000 of our best friends, you know, they're going to make some noise. But you guys know the agenda by now. Uh, It's our divisional round matchup. We're going to give you our three impact players to watch. And then it's not just Marcus this time on the make or break, so I'm actually going to join him this time. For the first time ever, hopefully it doesn't jinx us, but we've got a lot to unpack here. Uh, starting with the storylines of this divisional round matchup, Kansas City, Cleveland—they've been going at it since, you know, it's all—it's all about social media and interviews. Uh, Kareem Hunt came out and said uh, that it's personal for him next week, which no Chiefs fan or Chiefs media outlet understood that comment because I mean the Chiefs did nothing to him. Uh, you know, they stuck up for him. 
And it was him that ruined the relationship there in Kansas City by lying about his incident. So um, I didn't understand that comment. I'm kind of blown away by it because, honestly, I, I like Kareem. Um, I still like Kareem, you know, just not not on Sunday. Um, that run game, though, is something to worry about. But we'll get to that here in just a little bit. Uh, Odell Beckham tweeted, not yesterday, but I think the day before, to not be surprised when the Browns win. Uh, and if you follow – all of our social media and stuff like that, you'll see that Patrick Mahomes liked that tweet. So, you know, he saw it and, you know, it's, it's got his attention. So, uh, whew, man, I'm excited for the fire that he's going to bring. I really think he's going to bring the fire. I think it's going to be guns blazing. And for the first time since, you know, maybe week three or week two, I am hoping and praying we're going to see the chiefs that are the best team in the NFL. And they're going to show it on Sunday by blowing the Browns out. That is my bold prediction. I just, you know, we'll get to that here in just a little bit. But uh, Chiefs come in as a 10-point underdog. It is a 2 o'clock kickoff on CBS. So hopefully we're going to have Jim Nance, Tony Romo, Tracy Wilson on the sidelines. If not, I'm sure we'll have Kevin Harlan. Chiefs are favored by 10. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Oh, did I say underdogs? Yeah, you said underdogs. (laughs) Oh, whoops, my bad. Yep, the Browns are 10-point underdogs. Sorry. Um, But this is not a team to sleep on. You know, they, they've made it this far. They beat the Steelers two weeks in a row. Granted, they played bench players. Um, you know, just the bickering back and forth on Twitter, social media, stuff like that. It's it's getting temp or it's getting uh the blood boiling, I feel like. Um Chiefs have some key injuries. Willie Gay's not gonna play, Sammy Watkins is not gonna play. Uh so that hurts a little bit. But I just it's hard to read this Cleveland team. You know, we're getting we'll dive into it more in our make or breaks. But Marcus, what you know, what's your biggest worry on this Cleveland team? I mean, you touched on it already. I think you have to be most worried by this run game. It's what Kevin Stefanski does. We saw it last year in Minnesota. Um, but one thing that is has been encouraging with the Spagnolo defense, if you go back to last year. In Minnesota, when Kansas City's going up against this Kevin Stefanski offense, he figured out little tricks and slight movements and shifts with the linebackers that were very effective against this Stefanski system in the run stop. So, I mean, there was, I think Caleb, who's everyone, most of you guys probably know Caleb, he does, uh, what is that, Coach's Corner that him and Justin do together? Yeah. Yeah, Caleb uh, on Twitter, he put out some, some tape from last year breaking down some analysis on what what we were seeing on film out of like Hitchens and Wilson last year. And it was a lot of run support shifts and pre-snap movement from the linebacker position that really was able to shut down Dalvin Cook and set the edge solid. And then they were hitting their run fits with ease. So I'm hoping Spags can reenact that, reenact that performance and – Put the put the defense in the best position to stop the run because this is a team. Honestly, like you said, there's going to be motivation for the Chiefs, and I think like you go back to last year, looking at the Texans game, they came out flat because I don't think they took the Texans serious as a real threat. I'm hoping with everything that's occurred on social media, there's enough tension and enough feeling of disrespect towards the Chiefs players that they come into this game motivated that they have an attitude kind of like the Browns did against the Steelers this last week. 
And we know how Mahomes is. He has the Michael Jordan mentality when it comes to competitiveness, when it comes to people counting him out. I think he enjoys being disrespected because it motivates him in a way that just being the being the favorite can't. So, I mean, you look at the MVP situation. Yes, Aaron Rodgers deserves the award, but don't kid yourself. Patrick Mahomes is writing that down in his head. He's still probably angry about being fourth on the top 100 list, and he has an opportunity throughout this playoff run to show up guys that were listed ahead of him. And I think this is just a stepping stone to an eventual goal that the whole team has. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing if some of these guys like Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, the guys that have a pretty dominant presence on Twitter and on social media, if they don't come out guns a-blazing, like you said, and want to stomp on the Browns' throat in a way that maybe they wouldn't against a six or seven seed in the playoffs in another year just because of everything that's went on. But like I said, Spag showed the ability to counter punch Stefanski basically for lack of a better term last year with the Vikings. And I think it's a lot of similar things from a schematic standpoint. So I think he has all the tools and the knowledge to counteract what they're trying to do in the run game. It's just going to be, can the players execute for one is Hitchens fully healthy because this team is different. He's playing probably the best season he's had in Kansas City. And I'm looking forward to these captains, these leaders on this defense, guys like Tyron Matthew, Dan Sorensen, Hitchens, uh, Damian Wilson, and then, of course, the guys on our $20 million men on the defensive line and Chris Jones and Frank Clark. This is the time. Week one through week 16, the team's successful. You guys are winning ball games. It is what it is. This is the time to produce. Show this fan base that you're worth the money you pull in. Because right now, Frank Clark hasn't done that. And I really look, and you'll see a little bit later in my impact players, but a guy like Frank Clark, this is the moment. Sammy Watkins, the same thing. I'm very disappointed that he's out for this game because Sammy has a tendency to show up in a way that he doesn't for the regular season. And in my opinion, if Frank Clark doesn't show up and show out during this uh, playoff run, hopefully, there's got to be some conversation in the front office if he's worth what we pay him because to this point he hasn't been. And I'm just, I'm hopeful to see some resurgence and a breakout playoff once again from Frank Clark. But I think this defense has the tools necessary to stop this Cleveland run game, which they live or die by. I'm okay with putting the ball in Baker Mayfield's hands and making his, making him beat our pass defense because our, our pass defense is sneaky. Good. The run defense is what I worry about but hopefully they can allot most of their resources to that and let the guys in our secondary make plays because that's what they do. Dirty Dan Sorensen, Tyron Matthew, those guys are going to make plays when there's opportunities and big moments in big games. So I'm looking forward to it. I think that they're a team that can be a potential threat to the Chiefs if they're taken lightly, but I don't expect that based off what we've seen from social media and the disrespect coming out of Cleveland towards the Chiefs players. And I, I want to read these numbers off to you real quick. Um, 40, 31, 40, 51, 35. And those numbers stand out to me because those are the Chiefs points off of a bye with Andy Reid and Mahomes. I just, I can't justify seeing the Browns score 35 points. I just, I can't do it, you know, and 31 is the, the least that they've scored off a of bye week. Um, you know, at some point, a lot of people think that Andy Reid's record off a of bye is just luck. You got to take that into account. I mean, he's done it for so long, and I think he's what eighteen and three, eighteen and four, something like that, off a of bye. 
I just I I can't justify the Browns scoring that much. I I can't do it. Uh, eventually, you know, if they get down, uh, they're gonna have to throw the ball. And if we get Baker rattled, he's gonna turn the ball over. He's gonna get frustrated. And you know that'll that'll be all she wrote. And I'm hoping that's what happens. Uh, that remains to be seen. I'm I'm highly optimistic, if you can't tell. And I know you know some of our listeners and our fans aren't going to agree with me and think that I'm not worried about the Cleveland Browns. I am worried. I'm just extremely confident because the guy we have uh, under center, behind center, um, out to the right, split out, out to the left, split out, uh, in the slot, at the tight end position, you know, I'm confident. And, you know, hopefully with the rest, our offensive line can hold up. And, you know, defense has got to bring it. That's for sure. Uh, set the tone early. Shut Kareem down. Shut Chubb down. And, you know, let's let's go take care of this. But, uh, Marcus, let's go ahead and talk about our impact players. I think they're they're pretty cut and dry, and I think we're a lot of our listeners are going to know who they are already before we even say it. But starting with Kansas City, the obvious is number 15. You know, Pat Mahomes, the quarterback. Uh, like I said earlier, the social media he saw, you know, Odell tweeting out. I mean, they see all the disrespect. They may not say it, but they see it. Frank Clark is another one. He doesn't say much on social media, but I promise you he sees it. And post-game, he'll let you know that he saw it. Uh, and then we have Tyreek Hill, of course, who is going to be going, to go, going against a Denzel Ward who's been out for two weeks with COVID. Um, if he truly had the symptoms, and, you know, I've, I've had the symptoms, then again, I'm not a pro athlete, so I can't really – I can't speak for him. But if it's anything like, you know, the regular symptoms – He's not going to have all his air back right away. I promise you that. He's going to be gassed. So I fully expect Tyreek to take advantage of that. And, you know, whoever Terrence Mitchell draws, if I'm Patrick Mahomes, I'm throwing to them every single play. If it's Byron Pringle, give him 20, 20 targets. I don't care. Throw it Terrence Mitchell all game long. I fully expect them to get burnt quite a few times. Um, and I'll talk about that in my maker breaks of how they can maybe stop that. But, you know, I just – those are our breakout guys. Uh, I look for Travis Kelsey to have an enormous game as well. You know, last time we played Cleveland, he tore it up. Uh, Pat had to hit some tight windows. But, you know, we we still did it. We went into Cleveland, got the win. But it doesn't have as much meaning as this. And, you know, I can't I can't say it enough. I'm I'm nervous about this game, but I'm I'm confident. So uh, we'll see what we got. Marcus, you want to hit Cleveland? Yeah, I'll go ahead and do the do the Browns ones. Um, Baker Mayfield is my first. I just I think the game, like I said, it's Baker Mayfield game. It, this Cleveland Browns offense is going to live or die, I think, on what he's capable of doing. They're going to have to score points, and they're going to have to score points in bunches, like you mentioned. I mean, you're looking at a team that gave up 30-some points to a Pittsburgh Steelers offense this last week. That's been in shambles. They can't throw the ball. They were up, they were up twenty five points. Also, let's let's go ahead and throw Let that them out. back in the game. This this Cleveland Browns defense isn't a strength. And if we're talking strength on strength, that's not the situation. Their strength is that run game. Our strength is our pass game. In my opinion, I'd rather have a high octane pass game than a run game. Because it the name of the game is how many points can you score and how quickly can you do it. The pass game leans more towards that being successful, which is Chiefs' advantage. Um, I really believe that if Mayfield doesn't have one of the best games of his career, they have no shot. Because I do expect Steve Spagnuolo to put the necessary resources in there to stop the run game or limit the 
limit the effectiveness. If you look at Chubb and Kareem Hunt, if they don't combine for over 200 yards of scrimmage, yardage, they don't put up very many points. So I think the the key factor is going to fall not only on Baker Mayfield getting him out of rhythm early and making sure he's uncomfortable as often as possible, excuse me, but also with the Cleveland running backs, early and often you have to play very physical and make them the main major focus of the defense. If you can get them uncomfortable and discourage them and discourage uh, Stefanski from attacking in the run game, thinking that maybe it won't be as successful, and if they can get a lead on the Browns, I think the Chiefs are going to be in the driver's seat from the get-go. You look at that Pittsburgh game, they needed everything to fall correctly to execute. And I think Pittsburgh excuse me, was one of the most under overrated teams in the entire playoff. They were trending down for weeks on end. The offense was very limited. And their defense is not the same once they lost Bud Dupree and uh, Devin Bush. So I don't really take a lot of, lot of equity in the Steelers' win. I'm not afraid of them. And I do believe the Browns are going to be on this high, like, oh, we did it. We accomplished something. We beat our big brother to get to the play or to advance in the playoffs. The Chiefs don't have that mentality. The Chiefs have this is unfinished business. This is a step. I feel like the Browns kind of feel like they've already won if you look at the way they reacted in the uh, in the locker room post game. So I think that could have an impact. But like I said, first and foremost, Baker Mayfield's impact is going to be probably the biggest on the game. And then, like I mentioned. Cleveland running backs, of course. And then with the Chiefs' offensive line issues, the Browns' pass rush, I think, in – oh, I can't remember what the statistic was. I think it was win rate. It was pass rush win rate. I think they were 29th in the league. And that's with a guy like Miles Garrett. But you look at the Chiefs' offensive line, and there's not going to be a Mitchell Schwartz this week. There's maybe going to be an Eric Fisher that's not 100%. And then I'm not real confident in what's on the interior anytime if they're all 100%. So Miles Garrett's another guy that you have to really be afraid of or pay attention to. And he's definitely going to be one of the biggest impact guys in this matchup because if a guy like Mike Rimmers can't put his hands on Garrett and keep him off of Patrick Mahomes, it doesn't matter how open the receivers are if Pat can't have the time to get the ball where he needs to throw it. So I think that's going to be the big thing for Cleveland. Can Baker Mayfield execute when called upon? Can the running backs be consistent and get over the 200 combined scrimmage yards between Chubb and Kareem Hunt? And can Miles Garrett get pressure on Patrick Mahomes? If they can execute, I think, in all three of those, they have an opportunity. But I don't think if all three of those don't come to pass and don't fall in place, I don't think they can win this game because, like you said, you look at the Chiefs' scoring ability coming off of an Andy Reid bye week. You look at what they did the last time they played the Browns. Yes, of course, it's a different scheme, different system, different talent. But then they get the external motivation of what's going on on social media, and you get a guy like Travis Kelsey who's the most dominant pass catcher in the history of the league, arguably, if not arguably, at the tight end position, and he's going home and one of the biggest games in his career, playing in front of his friends, his family, at, in his hometown, in his home state, with everything on the line, everything they've worked for, everything they've accomplished in 2020 and 2021. If if I'm Cleveland, I'm scared. Because guarding these weapons when they're motivated, I don't think it's possible to guard them anytime. 
but try to cover them when they're motivated. And you've got guys that are trying to run step for step that are coming off of a COVID stint and Kevin Johnson and Denzel Ward. I just I don't see it being possible. I don't think the Browns can run step for step with our weapons. And we'll get a little bit deeper into why I think that, but that's just kind of how I'm feeling with it. Those are the impact players for the Browns. Yeah, and I'm right there. I'm right there with you on that. Um, you know, we'll we'll talk about some matchups that are in our make or breaks, but um let's go ahead and get into those actually. Uh I want to start calling this the Times Your segment because you know, I, I say it every time. But it's time for Marcus's and my, and Jordan's uh, make or break offensive and defensive keys to victory. Marcus, um, I know it's kind of backwards in our notes here, but let's start with Cleveland first before we get to Kansas okay. City. So what what do they have to do offensively to, you know, get the Chiefs under wraps? I think the biggest key for the Browns is going to be to get that run game going early on. I mean, you look at the Chiefs defense, they're 21st against run. In the, against the run game, excuse me, I think if they can dominate the line of scrimmage in Cleveland and create that early running success, it's going to it's going to force Kansas City to stack the box and allow more resources to stopping the run game, therefore giving Baker Mayfield lighter pass coverage looks, giving him higher opportunities to complete his passes because he's going to have have to have passing lanes because of his height, and he's going to have to have guys that are fairly open because you and I both know. Our secondary, especially in the safety position, they do have the ability to make play on a football that's thrown into a tight window. The The biggest thing for May- Baker Mayfield is he can't cost his team possessions against this Kansas City Chiefs offense. He's got to take care of the football and do everything he can, and they have to do everything collectively as an offensive system to make it as easy as possible on Baker to make the throws. And I think being successful early on, opening up the play-action pass game is going to be a big part of that. So I look for that to be a main staple of Cleveland's keys to victory in this one. Um, for the most part, though, I mean, you look at the Chiefs' secondary. They're above average. It ranks 14th in passing yards allowed. So in my opinion, the strength of this defense, without a doubt, the defense as a whole is in the middle of the pack defense in Kansas City, but their strength is pass coverage. So your focus has to be on executing in the run game, and I think if the Browns are going to win this, they're going to win this game on the ground. So if I'm Stefanski, it's more of a what approach do you take? Are you conservative or aggressive offensively? I think regardless, though, whatever he decides to do, I think he's going to have to play aggressive just to be able to go toe-to-toe with what Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid bring to the table offensively. But if he decides to go conservative and dink and dunk and try to take that approach and go more clock uh, limitations and eating, eating game clock, and keeping Patrick Mahomes on the sideline, I think regardless the way that Cleveland runs their offensive system, it's going to be relying on the run game. And I think that's really the only way they can control the game to put themselves in a position to win. So look for the run game to play a big portion, which everybody probably knows that going into it. But that's not really something you can get any deeper into because it's just the reality. This team lives or dies on the effectiveness of that run game and what they can work on the play-action pass game off of the run. So I look for Baker to be put in a position early if they want to have any chance of success to get into that play action, get into his bootlegs, put himself in a position where he can move. And if you're the Chiefs, you really want to make sure that you make him be a pocket passer. And I think that's really what the Chiefs are going to focus on. And I'll let you get into that a little bit more from a – actually, no, I'll be getting into that here in a minute. Excuse me. And uh, yeah, no, but for the most part, I think – 
focus on the run game, attack this Chiefs 21st-rated run defense, and just hope that Baker can make the plays necessary in the play-action pass game to keep you in the ball game from a score standpoint. Yeah, I you know I'm you nailed it right on the head there. I think if they if they can't get the run game going early, it's going to be trouble for them from the start. And you know, like you said, it starts with Kevin Stefanski. Um, if he's too conservative, it's not it's not meant to be. So they've got to be aggressive. They've got to come out strong. They got to come out fighting, wanting to hit him in the mouth. And uh, you know they'll probably be on offense first if Andy Reid gets the coin toss that he wants. So they've got to start early, and we'll see what happens. Uh, but defensively, I, I went back and I watched quite a bit of defensive schemes against Kansas City. And the one that stood out to me the most, and I, I know we ran the ball up and down the field all game, but Buffalo had a pretty damn good game plan for them, uh, if you look at it closely. The only note that I have here to do different is not play so far off of the skill players. Um, you don't want to give up five to six yards per run by taking your linebackers completely out of the tackle box. So, um, like I said, mirror the Bills' defensive game plan, but don't play so far off that you're given all those yards for free running, basically. I do think that they try to take away the deep ball at first and allow us to try to run, but if we can't get that run game going because we're not used to running the ball so much, it's going to be trouble for us early and often. So, other words, keep everything in front of you. Don't give up the home run ball. And do not, absolutely, I repeat, do not blitz so much that Mahomes starts getting used to it, seeing it pre-snap, because Tyreek Hill is going to burn you over the top. Because you're going to have to press if you're going to try to blitz that fast. And the best quarterback in football against the blitz is Patrick Mahomes. Um, and that you can look up the stats, you can do whatever you want, but I promise you, if you blitz that much and he sees it coming, you're going to get toasted, either by Kelsey by Hill, it doesn't matter. Or you're going to open yourself up for the screen. And, you know, we'll talk about that in Kansas City's offense here in just a minute. But aggression, physical play as well. You have to be aggressive at the line of scrimmage. Don't press Tyreek Hill. If you're going to, definitely don't don't leave him. Or, I mean, you got to have help over the top. Because if you don't, obviously he's going to burn you. Uh, example, see Buccaneers, see Carlton Davis. He'll tell you all about it. Um you know, 200-some yards in the first half, that's going to happen again if you play it like that. Um, Denzel Ward, he's coming off the COVID. You're, you're going to have to give him some help to cover Tyreek Hill. So, I, you know, you got to play aggressive, but give him some room. Don't, don't press him so much that they're just tearing up the field, um, you know, finding holes in zones and all of that. So, And I, I think Cleveland plays predominantly man as well. So look for them to switch that up into a zone, maybe confuse Kansas City from the film they've been watching. Um, I look for them to have a surprise for Kansas City, throw a wrinkle in there. Um, you know, maybe hiding their linebackers like Bill Belichick has done for years against us. And it's taken, uh, you know, it's taken us quite some time to uh, focus on it and take care of those mistakes. So that is what I have for defense. Um, you know, come out aggressive. Get that pass rush going, and my matchup here I have circled is um, Miles Garrett against Eric Fisher. So be on the lookout for that. I think that's the most important matchup of the entire game. Um, you know, we're coming off three weeks of rest. Eric Fisher's healthy, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, Marcus, let's go on to Kansas City, and you want to go ahead and hit defense first? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, 
this is pretty much similar to what we see consistently for the Chiefs defense, and I've talked about it. We've seen that Spagnolo is capable of countering what Stefanski does in the run run game and preparing for that. So I'm hoping we can see the same thing. But to break it down a little bit more, um, they need to do whatever it takes to get pressure. You have to get Baker Mayfield out of comfortability, get him out of his passing lanes, and put him into a position where he's uncomfortable the entire game. They have some weapons over there. I mean, you, if you give a guy like Baker Mayfield confidence and then you look at what he has from a weapon standpoint, I mean, you're looking at Jarvis Landry, uh, Rashawn Higgins, Kareem Hunt, Austin Hooper. They have some weapons that can hurt you after the catch. They run great routes. And if Baker can get on his spots and hit where he wants to throw the ball and stay comfortable in the pocket, the Chiefs are going to have a long day because – it's almost impossible if they're in a rhythm offensively to stop that run game. Because if you have to basically, what do I want to say, reserve any resources to stop the pass, you're putting yourself at a, in a liability situation against this run game. And that's really what you're going to live or die on as the Chiefs defense. So they've got to do whatever it takes to let this front seven play aggressive. And they have to contain Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Because if you don't, they're going to be the biggest impact of the game, and they can change the game. Because the last thing you want if you're Kansas City is you want you do not want the Browns to control the clock and keep Mahomes on the sideline. I know this has probably been taken out of proportion. If you look at the losses within the Patrick Mahomes era, time of possession is actually irrelevant. It's played no impact. But I think this would put Cleveland's offense in the best position for Baker Mayfield to succeed as well in the pass game. So it's not as much about time of possession or keeping Mahomes on the sideline, but that is a plus because that's the only way really the Chiefs do not score is if they're not on the field. But it'll also make the offense as a whole way more effective. I mean, you look at this Browns rushing offense. They're third in the league in running offense, but they're also 24th in the pass. So if you're Kansas City, you have to sell out to stop the run game and then just kind of hope the pass doesn't beat you. Like Jordan said, Put yourself in sets and pass coverage where you're not going to get beat deep downfield. Don't give up the home run ball. But in the same aspect, I honestly think you have to give them the dink and dunks, curls and slants, and the little things in the pass game. Not frequently enough to where Baker feels like he's in a rhythm and can gain confidence, but if they are going to beat you in small increments, give those up. Let them stay in front of you. Don't give up any big plays in any nature. And as a whole, focus on the run game. Because if you can limit what they do offensively in the run game, if you look at the Browns, they've hit a lot of shot plays here in recent weeks in their play-action pass game. That's what the Chiefs have to avoid. You have to avoid letting Landry or Higgins beat you for 50, 60 yards for quick scores. Because the best way, in my opinion, to counterbalance – somebody's run game is to score fast to where they can't throw or can't run the ball. And I think that's going to be very important for the chiefs and Jordan will touch on that probably here in just a minute. But with having that third ranked run offense and their pass being 24th, you have to do whatever it takes to stop the run, but they're 13th in rushing touchdowns. So the, the reality is they run the ball in between the twenties to beat you. And then when they get into the red zone, they throw it to their targets like Hooper and Kareem Hunt, and they score in the pass game as well. So you really have to be effective, force three and outs, be physical, stop the run. And if Baker Mayfield beats you, 
it is what it is. But I still don't know if just the pass game in itself would be enough and enough power offensively to score with the Chiefs. So if you eliminate the run game, you're already in a good position. But I'm not going to blabber on anymore. Like I said, it's pretty cut and dry. Stop the run game. Get Baker Mayfield off of his P's and Q's. Put pressure on him. Rattle him early. And I think the rest will kind of play itself out. All right. And offensively, it's, you know, it's simple. Uh, Score early, score often. You know, just starting the game. um, You know, my last note here is do not coast. And that's my biggest message I can give to Andy Reid. Do not coast. If we're up big in the third quarter, do not coast. Keep your foot on the gas pedal. Do not let up. Get your damn RPMs up. Do not hit that cruise button. Keep it going. But a fast start keeps the Browns from being able to run the ball, try to control the clock. Um, I think the Chiefs should try to attempt the run. If it's broken and it keeps getting blown up in the backfield, do not try to keep going to it. You have the best quarterback in football, arguably. Let him air it out. I don't care if he throws 75 times. Take advantage of the mismatches in the pass game. Utilize the one-on-one matchups with Kelsey. Um especially against the linebackers. Uh, I just looked up the Cleveland Browns stats from the Pittsburgh game. Their linebackers combined, all three of them, only had 10 total tackles the entire game. So I think that's a huge mismatch for Kelsey. They're slow. They're not going to be able to keep up. B.J. Goodson is their best linebacker, uh, but I do not see him being able to keep up with Travis Kelsey. But like I said, utilize the one-on-one matchups that he has against the linebacker and your home free. Uh, the only thing, the wide receivers are going to have to step up because Sammy Watkins is out. Uh, so I look for Hardman, Pringle, Demarcus Robinson, unfortunately, uh, to take on some of that load. And, you know, I think this is a breakout game for Byron Pringle. I've called it all week. Uh, if you guys follow me on Twitter, uh, you'll see that I, you know, and even though he went to K-State, I I love Byron Pringle. So I, I expect him to break out with his chances and – uh you know, I'm just I'm excited for what what those guys are going to do. Um, Hardman definitely needs to step up. Where it's time to see what he's made of. Maybe he can get some of that playoff Sammy vibe uh, going, and you know, get some playoff McColl vibe going. Uh, I look for the Chiefs to use a screen game a lot um, against that Browns blitz that they love to do so much. Uh, and like I said earlier, the matchup I have circled here, and you know, it's in bold print, is Eric Fisher against Miles Garrett. I think if Eric Fisher consistently wins that battle. Patrick Mahomes is going to have all day to throw. You know, he's going to find his open zones, and, you know, we're going to route the Browns. That is my bold prediction is that we're going to route them. Um, If I had to give a score prediction, I think it's going to be 45-28 Kansas City. Um, And my last note here, score, stay healthy, play smart, and do not coast. Marcus, what's your score prediction before we get off here? I don't think I'm going to go as bold as you did because I am a little bit worried about our run defense. Um, I think we'll do good at getting Baker uncomfortable and limiting what they can do in the pass game. I just ultimately don't think that the Browns are going to be able to overcome being on a high and feeling like they've accomplished something already. I think the Chiefs are going to score early and kind of stomp on their throats. But I do expect to see the defense come into form and give up some garbage time scores like they always have a tendency to do. Um, I hope it doesn't happen, but I feel like it might. I'm not going to go as big of a blowout, but I do think the Chiefs cover. I think they win by 11. I'm going to take 35-24 Kansas City. 
And just while we're while we're on air here, and so our listeners can hear it as well, I just told our Overhead Live guys literally just now that my bold prediction for the game is we hold Chubb and Hunt to under 125 yards rushing combined. And Marcus, you can back me up on this. I called uh, us holding Derrick Henry under 100 last year in the playoffs. So that's my bold prediction for the game. I think that we absolutely control them from the get-go. Derek Naughty is going to have the game of his life. That's that's my opinion. Chris Jones is going to play great as well. I'm just ready to watch the Chiefs play on Sunday. Um, I don't want to overlook the Browns at all. I am nervous, but I'm confident because of who we have and the personnel we have. So let's go get this win. Let's take it a game at a time, and let's go run this damn thing back. What do you say? Couldn't have said it better myself. I'll tell you what. I'm just looking forward to another another playoff run and just excited to be back. Um, seeing our fan base in Arrowhead. It's been a tough season with everything going on with COVID, but we made it. We're here. It's Kansas City Chiefs playoff football. Let's run it back, just like you said. All right, guys, that does it for us here on the Nosebleed Seats. I'm Jordan Anderson. With me, as always, my good buddy Marcus Baker. We will. See you guys next week because we are going to win. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. To the Chiefs kingdom, you guys are world champions once again. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. Go Chiefs!